2: number two the huge show back in full effect you can give us a call we're talking the lions in our number two the mercantile bank listener line is available to you 1-866-838-HUGE 1-866-838-4843 bill simonson has the day off dan hasty sitting in nate wangler is here superfly hayes is our producer he did not get a chance to take the day off He seems to be doing all right with it.
3: He's happy. Yeah, you can see part of his smile over the computer. Too. He's
2: white knuckling, as we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, shout out to the Sacramento Kings. Did you see the story about these guys like the clinched, beam. They clinched a playoff spot last night for the first time in 17 years. Unbelievable. The Athletic came out with a list of the longest active playoff droughts in professional sports. How many times do you think a Detroit based team made an appearance on this list? Three. Any idea of who has the longest playoff drought? Give you a hint it's a football team.
3: Is it the Lions? It's the New York Jets. I was going to say, they made a playoff game. That's the only team with
2: a longer playoff drought than your Detroit Lions. The Jets haven't made the postseason in 12 years. You've got the Tigers, who are at eight. You've got the Detroit Lions, who are at six. Six years since they've made it. But then again, it doesn't even feel like they made it couple of years and they snuck in they played New Orleans the guy ran out of the building they played Dallas that was the one that they had the best chance of mm-hmm. winning didn't win that then they played Seattle had a fifth string wide receiver carve him up and knock him out of the playoffs but at no point did any of those teams ever feel like this particular version of the Lions field this feels unprecedented the 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 energy around that roster build, around that team, and around that identity has done a complete 180. I don't remember a point in my lifetime where I have felt as good about that football team. And I spent a couple of years with that football team, as I do now. To see where they've been and where they've come. As bad as the Bob Quinn era was for the Detroit Lions, it is every bit that good with Brad Holmes. It is hard to pivot as fast as they have. And then you look and you realize that they're building a war chest. I mean, they have the ways of improving and... They've got two picks, two in the top 18. They've got two first, two second rounders going into the NFL draft. But before we get into that, I wanted to go over their offseason to date, what they've done to this point, because they've done a lot more so than I think people expected. I think that they thought and it's always kind of that purposeful mislead at the beginning of the offseason where they say, "Ah, well, I don't think we're going to do a whole lot. I think we're going to have a very modest approach to spring training. That's when they strike. That's when they have the bigger free agency than than they expect. So, what else do they need? I think it's their idea that they want to go into the NFL draft without a clear and specific need. And in past years, they didn't have the ability to go get talented players because nobody wanted to play here. But now... They have people who want to show up. They have people who want to come back. Shout out to Marvin Jones. Getting people here is not a problem right now, which is saying something because it feels like that's always been a problem. Usually the way you found out somebody became a lion was because Adam Schefter tweeted it. Now people are so (laughs) excited that they're actually tweeting it out themselves when they sign there. So here's what they've done to this point. They've really revamped the secondary. Cameron Sutton from the Steelers, three-year deal. Emmanuel Mosley from the Niners, one-year deal. The big shocker was C.J. Gardner Johnson from the Eagles, one-year deal. They also brought in David Montgomery, who honestly is very much every bit a souped-up version of Jamal Williams. But I think they may have felt like they lost something there, at least from a morale standpoint. So Marvin Jones comes back. Maybe he fills that role. What else do you want them to get? What else do you think they need before draft day? one 838 huge one First, Nate, I want you to address those additions that we saw in free agency. A lot of moves in the secondary, especially.
3: Well, when you look at last year, you know, it's interesting. And and this is my favorite stat for so many reasons. Um, And it's not because the Lions are truly horrible right now. They just find unique, different ways every single year to not be good enough. And when you look at last year, the top 10 offenses in the NFL, one out of those 10 teams didn't make the playoffs. That was the Detroit Lions came in at number four in terms of overall offensive production. Offense wasn't the question mark. First half of the season, giving up over 260 yards a game and a 16 to 8 touchdown inter- to interception ratio. The issue was the secondary. The issue was point blank, period. The defense, And if they would have gotten it together a few games earlier, we would have been talking about a different situation than trying to rely on other teams to win and Matthew Stafford to get a win, despite the fact that he's not even wearing a Lions uniform anymore. Brad Holmes, and again, we've heard a lot of, you know, you know how sports talk goes. You know, people like to have their hot takes. A lot of people are saying Brad Holmes is on his way to being one of the best GMs in in the history of Detroit sports. We have to pump the brakes on that because I don't think... It's materialized yet, right? The moves he's making are where they need to be in terms of getting depth in the secondary, in terms of signing a running back after Jamal Williams leaves. And you talk about a culture setter. I I never thought he was going to leave Detroit simply because of that fact. I felt like everybody just loved him in the city. But you add those guys to beef up your secondary. Now we're looking at, as you talked about in the draft, We're not looking to fill that gaping hole like a Lions draft normally looks like. We're simply looking to add pieces on top of what we already have again. If Aaron Rodgers isn't in the NFC North, it should be our division anyway. But that's the way I see this offseason playing out, or Aaron, the way it has played out.
2: Aaron Rodgers is literally the the he's. I think he's actually rusting as a human being. Like I actually think like <laughs> he's he, good, he might have like brown <laughs> and like orange on his actual body on his person.
3: That's it's why he aligns his chakras and meditates every day and does Aaron Rodgers. Is stuff that the to reason for keep that? Keep himself young and (laughs) let me ask you this if you have the choice right now between the two
2: rosters all things considered which one are you taking the Detroit Lions or the Dallas Cowboys America's team or Detroit's team which side are you on if you had to pick one or the other right now who are you taking and feel free to chime in on this as well Mercantile Bank Listener Line, phone number is 1-866-838-HUGE. 1-866-838-4843. Who you got? Lions or Cowboys? Because at this moment, as we sit here right now, you can make an honest argument that the Lions could be a top three team in the NFC. You got the Philadelphia Eagles. They went to the Super Bowl. Nobody's going to contest that. You've got the San Francisco 49ers. They're a wrecking ball. They're not going anywhere. But that third spot, it's funny how we all just kind of like brushed aside the Minnesota Vikings who went 13 and four last year. But they also took a lot of pieces away. That team is changing. The NFC South is is just kind of there. (laughs) <laughs> they, they don't really have anything they literally have like a, a group of seven and ten teams <laughs> somebody will win it <laughs> the Seahawks whatever but it's the Cowboys or the Lions it's the Cowboys or the Lions
3: which side would you take I think this boils down to a question of which offensive line would I take and the Detroit Lions um, Jared Goff was sacked the second least amount of times in the National Football League last year behind Tampa Bay, and that's simply because Tom Brady at the ripe age of 45 doesn't like to take hits anymore, so he's going to throw it out of bounds or you know throw it into the ground near somebody. That offensive line in Detroit is the strong point when we look at this roster and when we look at production on the offensive side and what they can do that group, that core, that offensive line in Detroit is strong. Dallas has had a lot of moving a lot of moving pieces. You know, you talk about the loss of Tyron Smith at left tackle. He was supposed to really hold down and be that anchor of that offensive line. Of course they've made a couple of signings, but you know, you're you're bumping a rookie and Tyler Smith. Out to being a tackle. He's used to playing at guard. And when you have shifting characters like that, specifically on the offensive line, and we've seen years like that with injuries for the Lions to where you can't get a consistent crew, that doesn't bode well for anybody. And I don't care how much of a playmaker Dak Prescott is, you're not going to be able to do much if you don't have what they've used in previous years, which is a dominant Zeke Elliott and a dominant rushing game. Can I, can I ask you a question? And just
2: just an honest question. We didn't talk about this before the show, so I'm just I'm genuinely curious. What is wrong with you? <laughs> There's, that's So, we have like, typically, three
3: like, hours in this
2: show. We've so talked we have, about a lot of different things that could be <laughs> the answer to this, but what do you think is wrong with you? <laughs> we have just under two hours. What There's do you not mean enough time in this show. taking the Lions over the Cowboys. The Cowboys <laughs> have the best
3: defense in the NFL. Right. That's a great defense. You, have not to a have, good defense. you have to have a quarterback that can make good decisions late in games, though. I, okay, Dak Prescott may be a top 10 guy talent-wise. He's not that guy. He's not. I'm not done with you yet. First, let's go to Jimmy in Bay City <laughs>
2: calling in on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Jimmy, thanks for calling the huge show. Go
0: Jimmy.
2: Jimmy. Well, obviously, he's taking the Cowboys as well. (laughs) He's flabbergasted. (laughs) Jimmy, call back. But look, somebody once told me this. The best defense, a good defense determines whether or not you win or lose a game. Offense decides by how many points you win or lose a game. That's the thing about, and it's not like they're incapable offensively. They've got one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, say what you will about Dak Prescott. I know Jerry Jones doesn't want to pay him, (laughs) but he's one of the great quarterbacks in the game. Got CeeDee Lamb as well, and he's obviously one of the great playmakers.
3: Do interceptions mean anything to you when it comes to Dak Prescott? I like guys who can
2: move the ball down the field, whether it's with their arm or with their legs. The Lions don't have a quarterback who can do both. That's true. They have a quarterback who can do one thing. I think he can do it about as well as Dak Prescott can, but mm-hmm. I, think this guy, I think
3: Prescott brings another dimension. He does. But also, here's my hesitation with that. There will always be the type of quarterback that stands in the pocket and throws. That will always be a thing in the NFL. Run around quarterbacks, come around once in a while, but here's, and not to get off on a side quest or a side conversation about Lamar Jackson, because we can get into that at some point if you'd like to. Revolution, Revolutionize the game with his legs. He can do everything. He keeps defenses off balance with the way he's able to move. But the list of injuries that he's suffered since 2019 is, you have to, that, that's cause for concern. And when you are a runaround quarterback in the NFL, automatically you put yourself at more of a risk of missing one, two, three games. And when you talk about Dak Prescott being out of that equation, I like Cooper Rush, don't get me wrong. Central Michigan, fire up chips, all that. You can't have him missing games because of injury because he wants to create plays with his feet. That's what turns me off about quarterbacks like that. Dak Prescott
2: is very is he's good enough to do either one. He can throw well enough. He can run well enough. You talk about Lamar Jackson, you know, I know we're doing the whole Lamar Jackson free agency tour. Why doesn't anybody want me? It's kind of like booby miles sitting in the back of the car during, (laughs) remember the Titans. I mean, it's, it's, it's sad, honestly, but Lamar Jackson is not a thrower of the football. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a great athlete. He's a great runner. I think we're going to see somebody like Anthony Richardson kind of look a lot like Lamar Jackson in the years ahead. And if that's the direction that the Lions go, this is the thing. And this is why the Lions don't make sense for Lamar Jackson. And honestly, for the other 30 some odd NFL teams is because they have somebody like Anthony Richardson who they can get
3: for a quarter of the cost. So why go pay Lamar Jackson?
2: Four times that amount,
3: and you're running the risk when you pay that many millions. I mean, go back and look at the injury list: knee, knee, back, knee. I mean, last year, how many games he missed because he tweaked it? His play style is isn't going to change. Right, But the more, the longer that you're in this league, the longer you continue to play that way, again, things are going to go south. And again, Anthony Richardson, you're right. great prospect.
2: We're talking Lions here in hour number two here on the HUGE show. Let's go back to the Mercantile Bank listener line. 1-866-838-HUGE. 1-866-838-4843. We've got Wally in Swartz Creek. Wally, you're on the HUGE show.
4: Hey, you guys. How you doing? Good, Wally. Thanks. Good. Yeah, You need to talk to some Detroit old-timers that have been with the Lions for, oh, man. Making a pot of soup. I've been with them for 60 years, man. And uh, I ain't ain't believe in anything until I see it. You can talk about, you know, drafts and their second half of the season record last year. But um, it takes a lot of luck. And like you guys are talking about, a lot of good uh, personnel decisions. But if you go back to the era of the start of the Super Bowl, uh, the Lions probably were, or when the Packers started their reign, they were probably the second best team in the NFL. They just couldn't get <clears throat> couldn't uh, get past the Packers. And they, back then they had what they called a runner-up bowl. Detroit would be in <laughs> against Cleveland. However... And they won. I don't know how long that lasted, the runner up bowl. It lasted like maybe five years before the Super Bowl started. But uh, not too many people alive right now that they have can say that they've witnessed the Detroit Lions NFL championship game. I just happened to be one of them. I started watching them when I was about. Oh, about eight, seven, eight years old. I'm 73
2: so. Well, can I ask you a question real quick? Because you've watched this team sure. as long as any of us, if not longer. But the 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 feel around this team is different, at least in my opinion, to anything I've ever seen. But you've been watching these guys for a lot longer. So does anything about what this team is feeling like right now, does it feel like this might be actually different or are you not buying it? <laughs>
4: Well, uh, I could say I'm I'm from the Show Me State, Missouri. Show Me, and I'll believe it. But it takes a lot of luck. I mean, you can, you can, you can, you can say what you just said about how they feel. Uh, yeah, you got to have the right chemistry, the right leadership, and you got to have a whole lot of luck. You could have everything in place unless you're three deep at every position. Injuries could, you know. That real quick, so it's you know, and, and it's a different game too. When I first started watching it, and, uh,
2: and Wally, I will tell you this real quick. Ben, thanks for the call, Wally. Is that the fact is, is that? they had this one big glaring hole and it was in their secondary and all of a sudden it just feels like those pieces have come together are they a finished product no but they still have these two high picks coming in this year's draft they've got a pair of second rounders as well so it's really really interesting to see the path forward because I don't think in my lifetime I've been talking about the Lions as a potential top three team I'd still rather have the Dallas Cowboys but I still think that <laughs> these guys could be a top three team back to the phones one 838 let's talk to KB in Kalamazoo. KB in k You're on the huge show.
0: Hey, what's going on, fellas? Uh, bottom line, what we need, and I hear what you all saying, but we need Lamar Jackson, man. I've been I've been a fan for a long time, and Detroit. Sometimes you got to just make that big, big splash. And what we need right now, Jared Goff is not going to get you to the promised land. Lamar Jackson, with that team, with that coach, gets you to the promised land. I, I understand what you're saying that he 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 stays hurt, he get hurt. But you got to remember, all his injuries came in the pocket. Just the NFL, you gonna get hurt. But I'm just saying, that type of talent with them young kids, he he's a, a leader in the locker room. Cats follow him. So what I'm saying right now, we get Lamar Jackson. We control. We control our destiny because all you got to do is win that division. Once you win your division, you get that home field advantage. Anything happens when you win that. dance. so I'm saying, we get Lamar Jackson. We win that North division for the next three, four years easily. Easily. That's that's three three years that we get a chance to get to that Super Bowl. And I'm just saying we're not going to do that with golf. Like you, you might. You can say what you want to say. But you need legs this, now in the NFL. You need legs. You know, what? and he's the modern quarterback, right?
2: I mean, I mean, Lamar Jackson is electric. And thanks for the call, KB, because that is I mean, he was the must see attraction in the NFL for a couple different seasons. But he's never taken that step as a thrower of the football. I mean, just I mean, how many times do we watch him come tantalizingly close to being able now? He has not had the best help in Baltimore. Mark Andrews, really good tight end. But that's about as far as it's gone for him. And, and then, of course, the running back next to him. I mean, you're always going to have a good running back next to Lamar Jackson because there's always the threat of Lamar taking off. Why it works, yeah, you've got the right roster build now. You took the offensive lineman in year one. You took the pass rusher in year two. You're at a place where you could add the quarterback now because you have a team that's more ready to support that. Now, how much is it going to cost? you got to trade something for him. You're probably giving up that number 18 pick in the first round. But again, I think there's this adverse feeling to paying quarterbacks, and that is the sticking point. That's the reason that it just doesn't work for me.
3: Well, we're going to talk about the draft coming up, too. And again, we talk about getting young legs. You know, there are quarterbacks in college football right now that, again, resemble the style of play that Lamar Jackson plays. You talked about Anthony Richardson. I feel like there's other examples of that. Um, but, you know, you're right. You do need legs. You do need to be able to keep defenses off balance. And there are a lot of quarterbacks like that who can do that. And some of it comes back to John Harbaugh and the offense that he ran that put him in compromising positions. But, again, I think the injuries are still very much a cause for concern. Our poor producer,
2: Superfly Hayes, is running back and forth between <laughs> studios like it's a, a flipping telethon right now. Let's go back to the phones. 838 huge. One eight six six eight three eight four eight four three. Brandon is in Holland. You're on the huge show.
4: What's going on, guys?
2: Afternoon, right, Brandon. What's up? Say
4: yes. I, I think the Lions need another interior rusher. Like that's that's what you're still looking for for the defensive line and another bookend in the draft. That's that, that completes it, and that, I think that, that gets you to the Cowboys' uh, style of defense where they have two bookends that can rush the passer at all times. I'm not taking the Cowboys just because I'm not a Cowboys fan and I'm a Cowboys hater, so that that, that goes there. <clears throat> but as far as the way they're building, they're building it the right way. I don't think you need Lamar to take up that much cap space. No reason to go that way when you have the draft capital that you have and you have the ability to go get a quarterback this year, if that's what the way they want to go, there's not a whole lot of holes in this roster at this point.
2: And I'll tell you this. There just happens to be a dynamite interior rusher that might be available, and thanks for the call either there might be somebody who could fit that bill but there might be some baggage there so we're going to talk about that next we'll take a timeout. we'll come back we'll answer your phone calls one 838 huge who are you taking right now the Detroit Lions roster or the Dallas Cowboys because it's a lot closer than you might think as our number two of the huge show continues
0: from Petoskey to Detroit this show is huge Breaking Benjamin, live in concert in Grand Rapids, with special
1: guests, Bush, and Another Day Dawns. See them live at Van Andel Arena, May 16th. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. For more, visit
4: BreakingBenjamin.com. Get tickets now.
1: TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7 everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro
0: wide receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from and
1: Eagle. Anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game.
0: Sign up now and get up to
4: $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk free bet on your next favorite
1: underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute Purple Community's 11th annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point NGR with a shotgun start at 8 30 a.m this is the event for all golf enthusiasts participate in an individual or force of admission all while having food and beverages provided the best part is that 100 percent of the proceeds will benefit breast cancer research at van andel institute register now at vai.org that's vai.org Tonight and tomorrow night, you can be
2: part of the best hockey rivalry in the state of Michigan as round one of the OHL playoffs between the Saginaw Spirit and the Flint Firebirds happens inside the Dow Event Center in Saginaw. Get your tickets while they last at SaginawSpirit.com or at the Dow Event Center box office. Games three and four take place in Flint on Monday and Wednesday.
0: You're listening to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network.
2: Two huge show continues talking Lions as we break down the offseason moves. We get ready for the NFL draft and we discuss the burning question here in hour number two. The huge question, if you will. I hear they have those on this program. We're comparing the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys, among other things. But it's open lines. 1-866-838-HUGE. 1-866-838-4843. Which team would you take? Which team would you rather have? Right here right now, the Lions or the Cowboys? Let's start with Jerry, who's in Harrison. Jerry, you're on the huge show.
4: Yeah, I uh, I would take Detroit. Uh, We got a beautiful gift from the Rams, from giving them Stafford, and I think that we should go ahead and draft a young quarterback because what if, I mean, this is our season, so what if we make the playoffs and go far, maybe even win a Super Bowl? What is our chances of looking at the draft after that, and what's it going to cost us to go from there if we don't have any other picks to go after this. So, I, that's my thing. I think we should get Richardson and uh, have Goff him.
2: Jerry, can I interest you in a possible compromise? Because I'm looking at one of the mock drafts on CBS Sports, and they actually have The Lions, of course, using their pick at number six. And with the number six pick, it's got them taking Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. He's an edge rusher. But at 18, things get even more interesting because at 18, he's got the Lions trading with the Los Angeles Rams. (laughs) He's got them going with another trade to the Rams and the Rams go get a quarterback so now the Rams get their quarterback and you end up getting continued picks in years ahead the 18th pick is the 18th pick but if you can parlay that just like you parlayed Matthew Stafford you keep that cycle and you keep that wheel turning
4: if we can keep that cycle going I mean if not then that's the thing. Do we go ahead and build it right now and then go from there?
2: You sound like somebody who would like to get things going right now. And as a Lions fan, I can't say I blame you. It's been a minute.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I I would, I would agree with, I would agree with what you're saying. Um, I I think it all depends on who we can get at that number six spot Um, in terms of trading that last draft pick. I'm not sure, but you know, I've always been a big fan of I think we need and one of our earlier callers mentioned a dominant interior defensive line that would almost kind of be the 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 cherry on top of this that were, you know, this product that we're making in Detroit. So Again, in my mind, I think a defensive tackle is that first pick that you have to go after. And in, in, in one specific player in particular, and we'll talk about it. I think Jalen Carter's uh, generational talent. And and one thing that's great is that the Lions and Cowboys actually played one another
2: last year. Did you see that one, Nate? Did you see how that game went? Saw <laughs> part of it, not yes. not the entire thing. I think the Lions are still looking for their first touchdown in that game. <laughs> Let's yeah. go to Ron, who's in Saginaw. Ron, you're on the huge show. Hi,
0: hey, how's it going guys?
2: What's up, Ron?
0: Not much. I'd go with the Lions, too. Those are my guys, man. But uh, I do think the piggyback a caller that you had, I, I would love if they went after Lamar. I've been a Lions fan forever, as everybody else, every other caller. I'd like to win now, you know? And I think he's he'd be on fire, first of all, because of everything that's been going on. I just think you'd see lights out from him and, I think we should try to get him, honestly. And Dan Campbell's lying if he's saying, you know, Goff's a better... Nothing against Goff. He's a good quarterback. He'll manage the game and stuff, but I don't think he's winning a Super Bowl. And everything else has fallen in place. I think we should try to get him and go Lions.
2: I'll tell you this, and Ron, thanks for the call. If you get somebody like Lamar Jackson, you become the favorite not only in that division. I think there's probably a good reason to say they're already the favorite in the NFC North, no, the Vikings are still going to be in play. But if you get him, you're now the favorites, and now you're considered right there. You're probably you're ahead of Dallas at that point. But I'm not sure how much farther ahead. I'll say this. If you sign Lamar Jackson, you cannot do anything around him. You better have you better be ready. Yeah. Because now you've given up that big chunk of the salary cap to a quarterback,
3: you better be ready and you better be right. And you better expect him to play every single one of those regular season games and make it into the postseason. You know what's interesting, we talk about Jared Goff, how he's not that guy, he's not really a household name when you talk about dominant quarterbacks in the NFL. You want to know somebody else who isn't a dominant quarterback, someone that isn't a household name, but all of a sudden you put him in a good system and he's able to go pretty far and almost win a Super Bowl? Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was a name we hadn't heard in the NFL until last year. I didn't even know he played football until he became the starting quarterback. I mean, he did all right in college, but he wasn't a household name. Not any, Nobody knew about him. You put him in a good system, he's able to make a deep run into the playoffs. You're right. That one signing of Lamar Jackson, if they do end up getting him, no flexibility anymore. You think about Jared Goff and how he's serviceable and how he was able to come into his own last year. He's already doing better than what we expected him to be in terms of this quote-unquote transition quarterback that we got right out of the gate. He's already exceeding those expectations. Take that money that you would take that you, to spend on Lamar Jackson and see, again, what else you can do to supplement the system and the players around him that will ultimately elevate his game. I will tell you this. The one thing Jared
2: Goff has going for him is that he can basically be a one year guy for you or like a five year guy for right. you. He doesn't really have to be pigeonholed into either way. And I think what he did last year would probably lend itself to him being closer to the latter. I think if he struggles this year, it'll all depend on what the lines did in the draft. Do they take a quarterback? There's going to be quarterbacks available. And I mean, the Lions are playing it in a way this offseason where they're checking a lot of boxes. They're getting a lot of those needs met. One of the things that they might not have is that interior pass rusher or run stopper. They bled out a lot of yards on the ground last year, but you can chime in on this as well. one 838 huge one 838 Let's talk to Rob. Who's in Rockford, Rob, you're on the huge show.
0: All right, guys. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I'm a long-time Lions fan, over 50 years, so I am traumatized. <laughs> and um, But one thing I do, I, I think they still need to get some more defensive backs. Defensive backs are like pitching to me with baseball. You can't have too much pitching. You can't have too many defensive backs. It's a position group that gets hurt a lot, and you have to have a lot of depth. So I'm all for getting more defensive backs and you need that defensive tackle. They need someone who's going to plug up that middle, be more of a pass rusher, and also just stop the run. They gave up way too many yards on the ground last year. So, And I'll
2: tell you this, Robin. Uh, I can't help. Yeah. I've been thinking enough the phone call, because there's a couple positions in football that if you just take them side on scene, you're probably helping your franchise. Number one, offensive line you always find your team decimated in that way, shape, and form. If you think you've got a great one, you're probably ignoring it, and you're probably going to watch that crumble. Same goes for pass rushers. You take one of those positions every year, you're going to be okay. And we're going to talk about this when we come back on the other side of a timeout. But there is a mock draft from ESPN, and it might be the most fascinating mock draft. And I think if it actually was to happen like this, Lions fans might actually just throw the parade because it is better than the best case scenario that I've ever seen. There is a pick at six. who so I think we have people very happy and a stunner at pick number 18. I told you about this. Did you go peeking? Did you go look at this? Like mm-hmm. I told you no peeking on this. Nope. We're going to talk about it on the other side. <laughs> it's the huge show here on the Thursday afternoon.
0: Everything huge 24 seven at the Dot net.
1: Roast Umber is a farm-direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com.
4: Godsmack, live and in your face. Friday,
0: May 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino, plus Bad Wolves. And St. show, same night. Bullet for my Valentine. Tickets
2: start at $28 on sale now at the Soaring Eagle box office or eTix.com.
0: Party hard. Rock harder. God smack. May 26th.
4: Part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series.
3: Bigger than any box score, local sports are a victory for the entire community. Building up leaders, breaking down barriers, connecting
1: generations, teaching integrity, blazing a trail, sparking our economy. That's why Meyer sponsors hundreds of local sports teams
3: throughout the Midwest. From little league to the big leagues, uniforms to stadiums, Meyer knows when we support the home team, we all win.
2: Tonight and tomorrow night, you can be part of the best hockey rivalry in the state of Michigan as round one of the OHL playoffs between the Saginaw Spirit and the Flint Firebirds happens inside the Dow Event Center in Saginaw. Get your tickets while they last at SaginawSpirit.com or at the Dow Event Center box office. Games three and four take place in Flint on Monday and Wednesday.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
3: Up, hour number two of the huge
2: show here on a Thursday afternoon. Dan Hasty, Nate Wangler filling in for Bill Simonson. Superfly Hayes is our producer talking Lions, comparing the Lions and the Dallas Cowboys. Which team would you rather have the offseason? What they've done in free agency. We also have to get into probably the most fascinating mock draft that I've seen so far, and it came from one of the big sources, came from ESPN. So, who did they have the Lions taking at not only six? But also at 18, I think the name at 18 is going to stun you. But for now, let's go back to the phones. Our Mercantile Bank listener line, one 838 huge one 838 Let's talk to Reese, who's in Rockford. You're on the huge show.
0: Hi. How are you doing today? Hi, Good. Reese. Thanks. <laughs> so I was just going to bring up, you know, the brand new Lions with how they're doing lately. Um... You know I take I think the question was, who do I take the um the cowboys or the lions correct? That's it So I would have to say the lions for sure, um, for one
2: And that was his point, so clearly he was <laughs> actually taking the cowboys. I think he's trolling you, Nate <laughs> And that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. Dial tone. My favorite (laughs) mic drop moment of the show. (laughs) Here's why Nate's right. (laughs) Thanks, Reese. (laughs) He really had your back right there.
3: Yeah. I appreciate that.
2: The Cowboys have maybe the best defense in the NFL. Maybe the best defense in the NFL. They've got a very, very good running back. I know we were talking in the pre-show when you were talking about how great Ezekiel Elliott was. Ezekiel Elliott has not been any, any sort of threat since 2020. No. He's kind of fallen away like the COVID virus. Yeah. Just kind of, he's just kind of faded away. <laughs> Tony Pollard's really good. He is. He's really good. But for some reason, they're talking about Bijan Robinson, dallas why can't tony pollard just have nice things
3: because John robinson is arguably the best running back was the best running back in college football i'm gonna make a lot of michigan fans mad when i say that um but in terms of explosiveness uh speed quickness obviously that ability right off the snap Uh, just watching him play in that first game you know before our whitecaps game when they took on alabama to open up the season he has a different level when it comes to his ability to run the ball and the thing is about the NFL is like running backs don't last nearly as long as they used to their their expiration date is a lot sooner than a lot of other positions so if you're the Cowboys and you're looking for someone who's dynamite in that position you might as well take him right away you might as well get a young set of legs to try and again you know make that offense where it needs to be to complement that defense.
2: Mike Tannenbaum was a former general manager for the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets and now he's with the ESPN. He came out with a mock draft from a GM's perspective. So somebody who may be a little more plugged in than most of the people putting together these mock drafts. So that's why I think this is interesting. He's got Carolina taking Bryce Young at number one overall. I actually don't Actually, I haven't seen that much of anywhere. I've seen a lot of CJ Stroud. I've seen some Anthony Richardson too, but haven't seen as much Bryce Young. They've got him going one. They've got Stroud going two to Houston, CJ Stroud. At four, they've got Will Levis of Kentucky. And get this at five, Nate's boy, Hendon Hooker, they have going at five. <laughs> He had some video game numbers at Tennessee, and that's not to be taken lightly. I mean, that's the SEC. That's that's junior NFL. So I think that's interesting. Number six, the Lions have Tyree Wilson, the edge from Texas Tech, who's just an athletic freak. But at number 18, this is where things get really interesting. Mike Tannenbaum has the Lions selecting at number 18, Jalen Carter. mm Falling all the way to 18, which tells you a couple things. Number one, the baggage might be something significant. But on top of that... The Lions get those two players. They've remade not only their secondary, but their entire defense. Real quick before we're up against it, Nate.
3: My hope was that they got him at six, but if he drops all the way to 18, obviously because of the off-field issues, we'll take him there. But I think Jalen Carter, like I said, generational talent. We'll keep the Lions discussion going into hour number three.
2: You can call us 1-866-838-HUGE here on a Thursday edition of The Huge Show.
1: Big. Bad. Huge.